Yes, it's NFL Draft Talk on Memorial Day weekend. How much fun is that? This is the Best in Class podcast presented by Bill Curry Ford, hosted by JoeBucksFan.com draft guru Sean Sullivan. And man, so much passion, so much great information. It's fast moving. It's fun. Joe loves it. This is the Best in Class podcast. And here's Sean. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Best in Class, coming to you live from Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa with the best assistant in the business, Grace. Hi, Grace. Say hi to everybody. Hi. Hi. How are my ratings doing? How's everything going? Am I am I getting new listeners every day? Every single day. Every day. It's fantastic. I'm so blessed to have you guys listening to my passion. Please visit us at BillCurryFord.com. Uh, see all of our amazing specials on there right now. Please trade your car in right now. It's never worth more than it is right now. Also, uh, make your reservations for ordered units. So I'm paying you $500 in gift cards from Amazon and Big Storm, which is a sponsor of the podcast. Uh, shout out to LJ at Big Storm. We are doing $500 in gift cards if you make a reservation for a new Ford Maverick, F-150, Explorer, Expedition. I don't care what it is. You make a reservation, I'm going to pay you $500. No deposit necessary. Let's get those reservations growing. Go to gthomas at billcurry.com or bestinclass at billcurry.com to put your orders in. All right, and then we have Memorial Day weekend coming up uh, this weekend. It's going to be a blast. We've got a lot of stuff going on for our customers. Uh, so please come in and see me. I'll be here. Uh, we can talk football. I'll sell you some cars. I'll buy your car. We'll place an order, whatever you want. And then uh, I'll, do, I'll take you for a tour of the new showroom, which is uh, very exciting. Opens uh, on Wednesday. Um, very exciting stuff. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Tampa Bay Inferno. We are blessed to be the sponsors of an NFL women's professional football team who is now undefeated. I don't know what it is, Tampa. Is just Maybe it's our water, but my goodness, Lightning are going for a three-peat, right? The Inferno are undefeated. Uh, the Bucks have Tom Brady. We're going for our second Super Bowl in three years. I think we have 22 and five, I think, right now. I'd have to ask Steve, but he knows. But, I mean, my goodness, what a run. And the Rays, of course, uh, the Rays are another team that just continues to find ways to win. It's just, is there a better time to be a Tampa Bay fan than right now, guys? I don't think so. I think right now is the time. So, I have an email to share from Bioni Mickles. Big fan of the podcast. Thank you very much, Bioni. Um, I want to make sure I pronounce your name right. Uh, Bioni. Tampa resident, lives in Dallas now. He's, he's some type of big shot. I looked him up on the on, online, so it's always nice to have uh, people like that listen to the podcast. So it said, could you please consider doing a rookie-only two-round 12-team mock draft for all the Dynasty Fantasy football pairs, please? We would love to hear your perspective on who you think um, will have a great fantasy career. Back of the first round is particularly tough with Sky Moore, obviously one of my favorite guys uh, drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs. Christian Watson went to the Packers. We talked about Christian Watson. I love Christian Watson. Of course, and the cream of the crop is Jahan Dotson, you know, who uh, Biani was talking about. I know he, he knows that he's my favorite guy, but he went to the Washington Redskins and he has Carson Wentz throwing to him. So that's a, a, it's a hard situation. And of course, James Cook, you know, James Cook, I think, is, is going to be a pass catching back, but I think he's going to lose tight uh, touchdowns to Josh Allen, but I think he's going to be moving the ball. I guess it would depend on if you want me to do a mock draft, if it's a PPR league or a non-PPR dynasty league. Um, I'm not a big fantasy football guy because I love watching the players and I don't like the fantasy football kind of interfering and in, in how much I love rookies, but I'm open to somebody writing me an email and saying, can you do this for me? I'm going to be, I'm probably the best at it because I, I know the players like the back of my hand. So 
and I know their situation. So I guess, Grace, we're going to put together a two-round, 12-team mock dynasty football draft, and we're going to start uh, with, the, with the rookies that are in the best situation in a dynasty league, and then we'll go through uh, two rounds, and we're doing this for, for Biani in Dallas, which, by the way, if I didn't live in Tampa— I would definitely live in Dallas. It's definitely kind of my kind of place. So thank you so much for your email. We'll be doing that. I would, I'm, let me finish up the, the draft and then the divisions, and then I will break down a mock draft. I don't know what date you're going to need this by. So if you want to reach out to me and tell me a, a date that you need me to do this podcast, I'll get with uh, Joe Bucks fan and we'll get it done. All right. Let's move into some exciting stuff right now. Uh, and I know Grace is staring at me. I'm sorry. Follow us at Bill Curry Tampa, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yep, and please share our podcast. Right now, I, I went to a, a, I told you I went to a visit at Bozard Ford in St. Augustine, a greatly run organization. Bozard, another family-owned store. As you know, the Currys, you know, are an amazing Tampa staple family for 61 years. Great place to go. I found out that they're all sharing my podcasts. So please share this thing. Uh, get other listeners. I love that. Please send me the emails at bestinclass@billcurry.com, and also. Give me some reviews and likes. Is that right, Grace? Yes. And please keep the business coming. I mean, I'm selling a lot of cars. We're ordering cars. I love creating relationships. I'm servicing Bucks fans, uh, uh, cars, um, and I, I'm selling them parts. I love it. But I got a body shop, too, that does an amazing job. And then I love it because the Bucks keep reaching out to me. Agents keep reaching out to me to have their players involved with Bill Curry Ford, which is always a true honor to have. But we're going to be breaking down the AFC North today, and I'm very excited about that. We're going to run through this. We're going to do 20 minutes for your drive home, and I'm going to give you a bunch of information. So let's get started. AFC North, Baltimore Ravens. Okay, Baltimore Ravens had like a 1,000 million picks, right? If that's even a number, they invented it because that's how many picks they had. They, uh, I think they had seven fourth round picks. Uh, Just craziness, right? My favorite draft so far, we talked about the Jets. The Baltimore Ravens had a phenomenal draft. Right now, they're teetering at my number one draft. So right now, best in class listeners, listen to this draft. Round one, pick 14, Kyle Hamilton, who, if you remember, um, when I was doing the breakdown of the best players in the 2022 draft, Kyle Hamilton was my number one guy um, as far as who I think is the most talented player, unique player. He's a unicorn. He can play all the positions between safety and corner. He's he's big and strong, perfect technique, can intercept the ball, highly cerebral player. I mean, at 14, he should have been a top five player. At 14, the, the, the Baltimore Ravens stole him. I mean, stole him with a mask and a gun, okay? Then, then, then they had the 25th pick in the first round. What did they do? They go Tyler Linderbaum, the center out of Iowa, who was the top-ranked center in the draft. I listened to all the guys tell me, well, Tyler Lindebaum, that scheme isn't correct for Baltimore. Well, let me just tell you something. You don't draft a guy in the 25th pick and have the record the Baltimore Ravens have with draft picks if you don't think that Tyler Lindebaum can play in a power system, right? I understand that he's, that he's his own player. I understand oh, that he's a finesse player. Something tells me that you're going to look at your, that the next time you hear Tyler Lindebaum's name, it's going to be all pro or rookie or pro bowler or rookie of the year Tyler Lindebaum on the offensive line. He's going to get consideration. I think that he's a terrific player. He's a day one starter. So their first two picks, instant impact Kyle Hamilton, starter from day one, Tyler Lindebaum, starter from day one. Then in round two, they're like, hey, you know what? Let's go get probably the second best pass rusher in the whole draft that happened to injure himself during a workout in David Ajobo, the linebacker out of Michigan. Now, if you watch Michigan football, which I do, 
for obvious reasons because there's a lot of NFL players on that team. And you look at everybody's watching the, the the number one pass rusher that you know obviously that got you know the Detroit Lions you know lucked into him because the Jacksonville Jaguars had the number one pick and they're just they're just like throwing darts at a board they're just blindfolded. I mean, if Jacksonville was any dumber, I I I don't think they could have a franchise. Um, you know they you know I'm not even going to get into that. You know what, Jacksonville? I mean, I root for you because you're in Florida. I like Florida teams, but man, do you make it tough because you're so stupid, right? It's so hard. You had the best pass rusher in your hands, and you let it slip for a guy that was on the number one defense in college football and and couldn't get a sack or tackles for loss. And then, well, he had a really terrific combine. Well, you know what? You know, so did uh, McCollum, uh, who we drafted in the fifth round. He had the the, the best uh, combine in the history for cornerbacks, and then we and he still went in the fifth round. So there you go. So sorry, I went on my rant, but this this gets me so worked up when. I know more than GMs uh, of, of professional football teams and scouts and all these guys. It works me up because I do this as a hobby. I do this as a passion. And, um, and I don't know. And, they, and then you got Jacksonville who's just notoriously stupid. Okay. So Baltimore Ravens, let's get back to somebody who knows what they're doing. They drafted um, David Ajobo, linebacker out of Michigan. He's probably going to be um, a November, December guy on the football field based on his injury or – if they make the playoffs, this might be a guy they want to dabble in, or maybe he takes a, maybe he takes a redshirt year. Here's a guy that is a top ten player in the draft. Is and, and this is to me this is no different than drafting, um, um, you know, Jason William, um, Jameson Williams um, for the Detroit Lions. This is no different than drafting a Alabama wide receiver who was the number one wide receiver, you know, that obviously had a knee injury, and then they draft they traded back up in the first round. To me, this is no different. He's a pass rusher. This guy is something that's very hard to get a hold of, and, and we'll see how he goes. But I think he's going to have a terrific career. And my goodness, does he not fit the mold of a Baltimore Raven? And then in the third round, they get Travis Jones. Bucks fans, if you're listening, I broke down Travis Jones in depth because I, he was on the Bucks radar as a 3-4-5 technique on the defensive line. He's a defensive tackle out of UConn. He's a steal at pick 76. Just because he's he's not doesn't have as much pass rush as he does run stop, but he, he, you know, he could be a true nose for the Baltimore Ravens. We'll see. In the fourth round, they go uh, Daniel uh, Falele, the offensive tackle out of Minnesota. Best in class. We talked about this. I believe he's going to be a guard in the NFL. He's now the largest man to play in the NFL. Over 400 pounds. Biggest man ever to play in the NFL. You put him in there day one, and he's going to be an impact. Another one, Jalen Armour Davis, the cornerback out of Alabama. A guy that no one talks about who's absolute stud for Alabama he only started he only started one year he didn't have enough games to really build up his name and this was a corner draft guys this guy's a second round pick in any other draft but in this year he's, he's picked number 119 in the fourth round another fourth round pick Charlie Kohler the tight end at Iowa State when we talked about tight ends I told you Charlie Kohler blocking tight end has good hands terrific size a solid NFL player he's not a star solid NFL player Fourth round, Jordan Stout, the punter out of Penn State. I'm not talking about punters. I'm not talking about punters. I didn't talk about the Bucks punter. It's stupid to draft a punter in the fourth round. I, I can't even, without breaking uh, the microphone, I'm not talking about special teams in the fourth round anyway. But I guess if you have six picks in the fourth round, you know what? I'm still not drafting a punter, Grace, in the fourth round. I will sign a punter. There's there's 100 punters on the street right now that just graduated from college, Right. One of those guys can punt a football. I don't. I don't need to spend a fourth round draft pick. I'm drafting a skilled player, 
And I'm not saying that punters, well, I am saying that punters aren't skilled. You know what? I am saying it. I don't want them, right? I don't care if I ever kick a field goal or punt a ball ever in the NFL. If I'm a coach, I'm going for it every fourth down, and I'm going for the points. I don't like the kickers, right? I'm sure they're wonderful people in real life. Don't write me any stupid emails about how I hate punters personally. I don't hate punters personally. I'm a football fan. Kickers don't excite me. I'm a Bucks fan, so I, I immediately hate all kickers because they cost me game after game after game. I hate them. They choke. They break up with their girlfriend. They change their kicking style right after you draft them. I mean, I can't do it. All right, we're moving on. I can't do it anymore with the punters, okay? Round four, pick 139. Isaiah Likely, the tight end out of Coastal Carolina. This is my number one tight end in the draft for catching a football. Like, I know Trey McBride, everybody's going to talk about him, and we're going to talk about him in, uh, I'm assuming, this round two mock draft that I'm going to do for fantasy football. But I will tell you, Isaiah Likely is amazing. And he went after a punter. I'm not, again, not going to get started on this. We'll be on here all day. All right, but Isaiah Likely, tight end at Coastal Carolina, an amazing pick. Darian Williams, cornerback out of Houston, another solid corner that would have went higher in most drafts. He went in the fourth round. And then they got Tyler Batty, running back out of Missouri, in the sixth round. Don't know a lot about him. I didn't break down any film on him or study him. He's more of a camp guy. So we'll see. So let's break this down. Kyle Hamilton, starter. Tyler Linderbaum, starter. David Ajobo, a starter when he's healthy. Travis Jones um, immediately comes in and takes snaps on the defensive line. Daniel Falele, I think, is an instant starter, offensive tackle out of, I think he's going to be a guard out of Minnesota. Jalen Armour Davis, terrific depth at cornerback. Charlie Kohler is a terrific tight end. He's going to be an average starter in the, in the NFL. You picked him up in the fourth round. Jordan Stout, Isaiah Likely in the fourth round, tight end. I think that he's a sleeping uh, star. He would be my best pick out of this draft. You got him in the fourth round, pick 139. People are sleeping on this guy. I don't know what it is, why you sleep with him. He's big, strong, fast, can catch everything, has amazing hands, amazing agility. He has terrific balance when he's catching a ball on the sideline. What are people, What are the scouts looking at? This guy's a star. Damian Williams, cornerback out of Houston. Again, a, a, another solid depth piece. And then, of course, Tyler Badley. But don't know much about that Missouri running back. But Baltimore, again, what a draft. Number one draft right now on best in class, right? So congratulations to them. Let's move on to the Bengals. Bengals round one, Daxton Hill, the safety out of Michigan. He was linked to the Bucks. We've talked about him on best in class. He's a guy that can play safety and corner. Uh, he ran a four sub four uh, 40. He has amazing tackling technique. He doesn't dive uh, like some of the other corners and safeties at the feet of the running backs and right receivers. He actually is a textbook tackler. He has ball skills. He catches his ball extremely well. The Bengals got a terrific upgrade in the secondary. As you know, the Bengals' secondary was awful, even though they made the Super Bowl. This is a huge upgrade for them. Round two, Cam Taylor-Britt, a corner. Another guy that was linked to the Bucks as a corner in the third round. They got him in the second round. They drafted him a little higher than I thought he was going to go. Again, big, strong, fast corner out of Nebraska. A little stiff, in my opinion, on the hips. We'll see how he does, but he's a huge upgrade for the Cincinnati Bengals. Zachary Carter, a guy I'm very familiar with. He's a defensive end tackle out of Florida. Uh, I think he's going to, he's more of a tackle. They have him listed as a, I mean, sorry, he's more of an end, but they have him listed as a tackle. I don't know why. He's definitely going to be an edge rusher in the NFL. He doesn't have the size to play inside. Again, he's got a little bit of zip in him, and, and let's see what he can do in the NFL. He was not a star at Florida. He did show in certain circumstances that he can rush the passer. 
but he's a third-round pick. Cordell Volston, offensive tackle out of North Carolina State, or North Dakota State, sorry. And uh, Tyson Anderson, safety out of Toledo. So Cincinnati dips back again with another safety. And Jeffrey Gunner, linebacker out of Coastal Carolina. I, I think that Daxton Hill is a, is a home run pick. He's going to be a starter from day one. Cam Taylor Britt, I think, starts for Cincinnati. you got two starters there. Zachary Carter, I still, I mean, as much as I am a Florida homer, um, I think that's a that's a reach at round three. I just I just don't know if he's got enough juice to be a third round pick. Cordell Volston, the offensive tackle of North Carolina State, just adds depth to an uh, an offensive line that's been revamped in the offseason, obviously with one of our Buck uh, guards and a Dallas Cowboy tackle. So if you look at it that way, the the Bengals really improved their offensive line and they've added quite a bit of depth. They went back with another safety with Tyson Anderson. So you have Daxton Hill and Tyson Anderson. He's more of a true safety than Daxton Hill because Daxton Hill can play nickel and he can play corner and he can play uh, safety. I think the only position Daxton doesn't play is strong safety. And then Jeffrey Gunter, the linebacker of Coastal Carolina. So Cincinnati, to me, had an okay draft. I think they got two instant starters. But, I mean, how hard is it for a Super Bowl team? I know this as a Bucks fan. Last year we drafted for depth because – you know, all of our picks were at the end of every every round, and that's and the Cincinnati Bengals were second to last. So, you know, they I think they did a lot with what with their picks, um, and I think their upgrades in their offensive line are really going to show. Going on to the Browns, you know, obviously the the Browns had the big trade. You know, they went out and got their quarterback. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, they ended up not trading Baker uh, Mayfield. We'll see if he's going to start the first four or five games. Uh, while they're waiting, but we'll see. Their first pick was in the third round. Uh, they picked up Martin Emerson, cornerback out of Mississippi State. I'm not super impressed with him as a player. Alex Wright, defensive end out of UAB. Again, I think that's a reach in the, in the third round. David Bell, wide receiver out of Purdue. That's an interesting pick. Strong blocker, okay hands, not terrific hands. His speed was a little questionable compared to the other wide receivers. That's why he dropped to the third round. But Overall, I think that he's an, he's probably a three or a four wide receiver in the NFL. Here's where it got interesting. Pick four, they got Perrion Winfrey, uh, who I believe played out of position at Oklahoma, and he played his natural position at the Senior Bowl where he blew up. I think that they got a steal um, with, with him at, in the fourth round. Uh, Cade York, kicker at LSU. There, no words. Uh, uh, round five, uh, Jerome Ford, running back out of Cincinnati. Um Besides Richard White, who the Bucks drafted, who, who has the best hands in the draft and also is going to play in the slot, Jerome Ford had the second best hands as a running back. So the Browns went for, for a, a catchback, uh, you know, a third down uh, guy that can catch out of the backfield. Michael Woods, the second wide receiver at Oklahoma, not a fan. Isaiah Thomas, defensive end at Oklahoma, I think, again, not a fan. I think he's a, if he makes the team, he's a special teams player. Dawson Deaton, center out of Texas Tech. Don't know anything about him. He was the last pick of the 246, uh, round seven. So that's a guy that I think, if I don't know him, he obviously probably doesn't do much because I know everybody. So that's a guy that's probably a reach for them. Maybe he's a special teams guy. Maybe they're going to try to make a team. Maybe he's a practice squad player. But anyway, again, Martin Emerson in the third round. I don't even know if he's a starter in the NFL. He might, he might just be a depth player. Alex Wright, I think, is a reach. I think he's a linebacker. They have him listed as a defensive end. He's, he's on the smaller side of the UAB. David Bell is another average pick in the third round out of Purdue. Perrion Winfrey at round four, who went after to two punters, which I can't believe is a starting defensive tackle in the NFL. I think he starts for Cleveland. I'm not even talking about the kicker. Jerome Ford, I think, is another nice piece. Um, the rest of those seventh-round picks, I think, are just 
fodder. So I'm not really impressed with, with the Cleveland Browns um, draft. But again, they got their QB. So that's really what they wanted. The rest of this is kind of just a mess, except for Perrion Winfrey, which I think um, you know is, is a starter and a steal in, in round four. Um, let's move on to the Steelers. Uh, the Steelers went in the first round. They took the quarterback, the only quarterback to go in the first round, and Kenny Pickett. I love this pick. Uh, I think that Kenny Pickett belongs as, as a Steeler. Um, I think the fact that he shared uh, a locker room with the Pittsburgh Steelers when he was at the University of Pittsburgh, I think the coaches got a really good look at him. I think he's going to bring stability to the quarterback position. I think that he's uh, he threw for over 70% completion percentage. He threw for 44 touchdowns. I think the guy can throw the long ball. I think he can throw the short ball. I think that he's limited physically, yes. But I believe that he's more than just a game manager. This guy can make plays. And I just love how accurate he is. But we'll, we'll see. I, I really do love this pick for the Steelers. Everybody criticized the Steelers saying they could have got him in the second or third round. Why risk it? Kenny, the last time the Pittsburgh Steelers missed a QB, his name was Dan Marino. You think that they want that pick back? Right? So... They, they, they set their sights on Kenny Pickett. He's from Pittsburgh. He has a fan following. He's going to sell jerseys. He's going to come out and bring stability. And he's competing, you know, with basically nobody at quarterback. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, George Pickens, wide receiver, Georgia, number 52 uh, in, in the second round. Here's a guy, George Pickens, that if he had been healthy, probably would have been a first-round draft pick. That's the kind of talent. He's a five-star recruit. Um, this guy is hand size balance, speed. I, I think that's a terrific pick by the Steelers. The Steelers really have a knack for drafting these wide receivers in the second and third round that become very big producers for them. Uh, DeMarvin Leal, defensive tackle, or Leal, I believe is how he pronounces it, defensive tackle at Texas A&M. This is the guy that I talked about linked to the Bucks. They picked him up in round three. Pass rusher more than he is a run stopper um, from the tackle position. The Pittsburgh Steelers really struggled in the, um, in the run department. As you know, they were the uh, most run-on team in the playoffs. So I think that they went into this trying to find a run stopper, and they found a combination of run pass, I mean a run pass rusher and, and DeMarvin Leal, but he's he's a project. But we'll see how he how he does. I think he's more of a pass rusher than he is a run stopper in that 3-4 defense. Calvin Austin, wide receiver at Memphis, another guy, round four. This is really low for him. Calvin Austin should have gone in the third round or even in the second round. Calvin Austin's the real deal. Special teams player, kick returner, punt returner, speedster down the sideline, terrific hands, plays tougher than his size. This is the, this is the real goal. Between George Pickens and Calvin Austin, they really dipped into the wide receivers and really got some help for Kenny Pickett, which, again, the Pittsburgh Steelers already have a great wide receiver and running back deal going on. So, Round six, Connor Hayward, fullback out of Michigan State. I know Pittsburgh Steelers got a lot of problems with this because they're saying it was a, this is a guy that shouldn't have been drafted, and they drafted him because his brother plays for the Steelers. Let me just tell you something about Connor Hayward. I watched him at, at, the, at the Combine. I watched him at the Senior Bowl. This guy can play. He's going to be a fullback. I don't believe it's going to be a tight end. He's going to be an H-back. Watch how they use this guy. This is not a wasted pick, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Connor Hayward has amazing hands and size, and he's going to bounce around like a bowling ball out there. He's going to become a fan favorite in Pittsburgh, I think, immediately. Mark Robinson, linebacker or Ole Miss in the seventh round. And Chris um, Aladukan, QB out of South Dakota State. That's a camp arm for obvious reasons. They, they needed a camp arm to go with. And they're not going to be able to sign somebody. If you think about it, if you draft Kenny Pickett in the first round, 
and you sign a free agent QB, it's going to be very hard for any free agent QB to sign with you as a camp arm because they're like, okay, I have no chance of making this team. So they went ahead and just drafted at 241 a guy that's going to come in and just be a camp arm. So again, Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, DeMarvin Leal, Calvin Austin, Connor Hayward, Mark Robinson, and Chris um, Oladukin. I believe it's a very solid draft. I think Kenny Pickett's your starter. I think you should go into him being your starter from day one. Uh, George Pickens is going gonna, gonna to contribute right away. DeMarvin Leal is probably going to start. Calvin Austin is going to contribute on special teams right away. Connor Hayward's going to be a special gimmick player for sure, but I think he's going to be a fan favorite. Uh, Mark Robinson is, is a uh, special teams player. Chris um, Oladukin is just a camp arm. So that solves it, guys. That's um, the picks for the AFC North. We'll be coming up with uh, another division uh, um, next week that we're going to be going over. Please email me at bestinclass at billcurry.com with any questions, comments, anything that you want me to talk about. Please visit us at um, billcurryford.com. Please go on there, look at our specials. If you want to um, actually do a car deal from home, we can do that for you too. We can also schedule your service to be done at home. I mean, we are a forward-thinking company that's trying to give customers what they really want. I'm very excited about all the things that we have coming. And Tampa, you don't know, you're, you're, you get, you're going to get an amazing store that cares about its community, that spent money for customer experience. And I think that you're going to, you guys deserve this. I grew up here. I grew up three miles from here. I went to Jesuit High School, USF. This is my home. The people that we have working here love this area. The Currys are a Tampa staple. They love 41 active charities right now at Curry Cares. Um, please understand that we are very excited about what's coming and the giant returns in 2023. I hope you enjoyed your ride home. Go Lightning. Go Inferno. I look forward to our next podcast. Thank you, guys.